Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of Dream Home inspiration, bringing you clever hacks and tips from the very best local experts with your hosts, Tara and Joe. Hey, hey, good evening. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. I'm Joe Violetta and I'm joined as always in the studio live mm-hmm. with my co-host Tara Vandalite. How are you tonight, Tara? I am absolutely pumped because we are talking about my two favorite subjects tonight. <laughs> we are talking about mid-century design mm-hmm. and we are talking about the Mornington Peninsula. Yeah, your two loves. My two loves. You've been amped about tonight's I know. I, I, show all week. Well, yeah, even longer than that, to be honest. Yeah. The moment I, I knew that Alastair McLean of the Secret Design Studio, or also known as Dr. Retro, mm-hmm. um, I've been looking forward to this show since I knew he was coming. So, Yes. Mm. <laughs> Lovely to have you here, Alastair. Thank you very much for inviting me. Very good. And we have our usual much love segments. Absolutely. We've got the Property Geek Out with Tara. Yep. And we have the finance segment with Carl, essential listening. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> not not as groovy as Dr. Retro. And, um, hey, but we mid- make it retro. We make it cool. We make it very yeah. cool. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on RPP FM. Take me home tonight. I just want to show. Welcome back, everyone. We are on the Dream Home Movement and we are covering a very cool topic tonight. We are. Absolutely. We're covering mid-century design because, um, well, there's a lot of it on the Mornington Peninsula, isn't there? There certainly is. Mm, Some really good examples of it. Lots. Mm, Beautiful. Absolutely. Everyone back in the 70s were building their dream homes. So um, we do have a bit of an expert on the subject tonight. We have Alastair McLean of um, Secret Design Studio, or you might know him like me as Dr. Retro. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming in, Alastair. Thank you very much for having me. So many homes in the 1950s, the 1960s and 1970s have lost their original character due to unsympathetic renovations as people have attempted to renovate and modernise these homes. So Secret Design Studio is the antidote to that. Um, It's Melbourne's favourite retro home specialist and they help clients, you know, sympathetically renovate their homes, particularly through a service called Dr Retro House Calls. So (laughs) tell us a little bit, maybe we should start with that. Tell us a little bit about um, why you started the Secret Design Studio. Well, I'm a child of the 60s and uh, I lived with my parents in a post-war house, which wasn't very remarkable. Mm. But my parents had friends who had some very, very cool 1950s and 1960s mid-century modern homes. Mm. And as a kid, I was so influenced um, by these homes and so inspired yeah. and uh, ended up going to Sydney University to study architecture. <gasps> no way, because um, of those because homes. Of those, those wow. homes, yes. I can really, I can really um, connect with that because similar experience with me, those um, mid-century homes growing up, um, we didn't get to live in one, but friends had them and they're oh. so playful for children, oh, aren't they? They're so cool. And yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, I moved to Melbourne and... Uh, I have been. I spent twenty years in Melbourne working for various builders. Yes. Either as their in-house design person or something like that. Yep. And it got to the stage where I realised that a lot of the big building companies, 
it's really a little bit of a con. <laughs> Um, As far as they're very much um, driven by by fashion. Yes. Um, But a home, when you build it, isn't something that's going to be there for 12 months or 18 months. It's there for a long, long time. And I realised that uh, a lot of the bigger builders weren't really addressing the needs of different types of households. Mm. They're generally designed for, you know, three and four bedroom houses. It's very generic. Mm-hmm. Whereas our households today, there's a much broader mix of households with mm. multi-generational households. And I was fairly disillusioned with the big builders um, and realised that there was a niche in the market that wasn't being addressed. And that was for people who didn't want to knock down and build a new home, but liked the home they were in mm. and wanted to make it work for themselves, mm. but in a sympathetic manner to the original architecture. Mm. That's very interesting because mid-century has been that sort of um, – it's been it, – it was sort of the ugly duckling for a while, wasn't mm. it? We were knocking yeah. them all mm. down and, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. The moment the penny really dropped for me is that um, I collect a lot of the old – Australian Home Beautiful and Australian House and Garden magazines from the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s and 1970s. And I was going through one, a really old one, mm. and it had examples of modernising your house. And what they were doing is showing how to modernise your Carlton-style terrace or your Federation bungalow <laughs> um, by taking out the windows, putting in aluminium windows and I thought, you know, we're doing the same thing today. Mm. We are ignoring the charm uh, and the architectural heritage of these houses mm. and trying to make them look contemporary, but failing. Mm. Mm. Uh, because it's still, it's more than just a code of render and changing the windows that, that gives the house its own style. Mm. There's a lot more to it than that. And um, yes, there were. Showing people who read the, read these magazines <laughs> fifty sixty years ago how to get rid of the character of these charming little wow. houses, oh, no. uh, and we're still doing the same thing today. And isn't it funny when um, you know we go to buy those houses? We go, oh, what were they thinking? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we do everything to put it back yeah, to how it take was. Take all the details away. And yes. Made them bland and horrible. Oh dear. Oh dear. 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 I tell you what. What worries me is the rendering of those lovely cream brick houses. Yeah. Yes. Ah. yes, I've written about that on my blog. Oh, have you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your favourite types of homes that you have seen on the Mornington Peninsula and what do you think that we should be doing our best to preserve? Look, you really can't go past Chancellor and Patrick. Mm. Um, they have got a lot of houses ranging in sizes from the very small and cosy to the substantial mm. up and down the peninsula. Mm. Um, I first came across them uh, with some clients in Macrae mm. who had purchased a, a weekender, which was a chance to Patrick, and mm. it is the sweetest little house, um, very compact but beautifully designed mm. and uh, beautifully positioned on the block. Uh, and it's really funny that the art of designing a small home Mm. has largely been lost. Hasn't it ever? Yes. It has really been lost. It is very easy to mm. design a big home. It is. It's actually very hard to design a small home. And it's sometimes very hard to live in a big home too, yeah. isn't yes. it? Yes, mm. yes. Mm. So certainly uh, some of the smaller Chancellor and Patrick homes were like 
little jewel boxes in their beauty and intricacy mm. and looking good from every angle and just worked really well for simpler times and a simpler life. Mm. So I love the little ones. I love the big ones as well mm. um, because uh, they have got so many wonderful features and uh, so much character about them. Mm. Um, one of my favourite houses of theirs actually in Box Hill, mm. which actually belonged to David Chancellor, and that's currently being demolished. Oh, no. <laughs> the science has just gone up to replace for two townhouses, oh, and it's no. such, such a tragedy. And uh, I think that's going to just keep uh, happening more, yes, more and more. Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So at the one end of the scale, there's the architect design chancellor and Patrick houses. Yeah. At the other end of the scale, the peninsula's got lots of modest, um, often fibro, small homes mm. that just have got a lovely flair about them mm. that aren't big, that aren't pretentious, mm. um, but very simple. They say holiday, don't they? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. They've got that lovely holiday vibe. Yep. Um, I actually visited some clients last week in Dramana mm. who had a, a house like that mm. and it was beautiful and they furnished it beautifully. Uh, all fibro on the outside mm. um, but a lovely outlook uh, and a lovely feel to it, a holiday feel. You just feel like kicking off your shoes and relaxing because of the, the holiday vibe yeah. to these houses. Absolutely. And yeah. I think I think that's what I love about these houses is they've got a real playfulness about them, yes, don't they? Yes, yes, yeah. And you don't get them close to Melbourne. Well, this is it. I'm trying to understand, is this because people coming down here and making their dream home so they felt they could be that bit more playful or is it just because they were on holidays and they it wasn't their their main house, it was their holiday house, so they could, yeah. Look, a lot of the little houses were holiday houses. Mm. You know, people's weekenders, they came down for the weekend and mm. enjoyed them so they could be playful. They didn't need to be... Serious. Serious <laughs> and <laughs> didn't need formal living and formal dining and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So what's your... Um, what are your favourite features in these homes? What do you like the most about them? Look, I think... They all tend to have a very good relationship with the outdoor rooms. Mm. So there's, when I call the outdoor room, I'm talking about things like terraces and decks and, mm. and little courtyard gardens and so forth, mm. which we've largely forgotten these days. We, we, yes. don't, we don't treat our exterior so much as a, a room to connect to an internal room. Um, and a lot of these houses had wonderful light and big windows that linked into these outdoor spaces. Uh, mm. to make a small house seem bigger. Yes. Because you've got that visual connection with the outside. Mm. Yes. With an outdoor space or a centre of interest or something like that. Yep. Um, and they seem to be designed more for flexibility of outdoor living. Yes. Okay. Yes. And how ironic is that, that, you know, I mean, we talk about that a lot these days, but we don't really practice a lot of yeah. it, do Our yeah. idea of an outdoor living room is this great big sort of rendered something or rather with yes. lots of, you know, merbeau, <laughs> <laughs> which looks like, funnily, like a room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it has a TV as well. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, it's almost like, yeah, you, you, it's almost the outdoor room that everyone raves about in these modern houses. It's almost like a another barrier between you know your internal living space and an actual outdoor mm. world mm. Yes. Mm. yes yes mm. the other thing um which is really important in these houses is that um when they used brick mm. the brick was very much a feature mm. Mm. so quite a lot of the chancellor patrick houses for instance um were known because they had very very beautifully put together 
fireplaces, which mm. were substantial, with really interesting brickwork design. Mm, mm. Uh, and that was a combination of the architect's skill in designing that, but mm. also the craftsman craftsmanship of the bricklayer, mm. um, who took a lot of pride in his work to, to get everything perfect and, and mm. looking good. Mm. And... Um, that has also been lost a little bit, I think. It's, uh, it is very hard to source that sort yes, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you noticing that people are keeping, if they're buying a house that ha- has that brickwork and mm. those beautiful fireplaces, are you finding that they're keeping them or they're... People that contact me do keep them. Yes. Mm. Uh, generally because I tell them to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you chain yourself to the fireplace? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, people that don't understand or appreciate don't mm. contact me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so, right. yeah, yeah. If I get an opportunity, I do. Look, I had some clients. Um, my practice is in Sydney and Melbourne. I had some clients who had a lovely mid-century house in Warunga, mm. and they had a really beautiful brickwork. Um, and uh, the husband was dead keen on rendering the whole lot. Oh, yeah, wow. okay. and I made a very strong argument that they perhaps <laughs> shouldn't do that and should appreciate the brickwork for what it is because it had a lot of life and colour and mm. movement in it. Mm. And um, the wife told me that their husband's finally come around to it and they're saving their $25,000 and putting it towards a new kitchen or something. Great. Um, instead of. Uh, <laughs> I almost started with a leaf too. <laughs> <laughs> instead of hiding the brickwork. Absolutely. Oh, that's really interesting. So, what is your approach to updating retro homes? Um, I explain to my clients that they should think of themselves as custodians of their homes. Mm. Oh, okay. I like Most that. Most people mm. tend to move every 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. These houses are 50 or 60 years old already. Yep. And if they're well looked after, they'll be mm. good for 100 years. Mm. You know? mm, mm. So... Think of yourself as a custodian rather than an owner that you're going to stamp today's style and fashion onto the home. Mm. Um, One of the problems with today's fashion with building is Mm. it's there for a long time. So in 10 years or 12 years when you're putting the house on the market, Mm. you really don't want the renovations you've done scream mm. that ha- that renovation is so 2018. Yes. yes. Yeah. When you think about the apricot and greys of the 1980s and 90s, mm. which is just so daggy now, which was so fashionable. So. I remember when I was a kid, like that was the thing. That was the thing. I used and to dream yeah. of apricot. <laughs> so, so just today we have a similar fashions you know the monochromes the the black and the white black tapware and so forth. it's going to look very dated mm. so my suggestion is think classic what works with the period of the architecture mm. rather okay. than trying to yes. stamp on today's style mm. you know unless of course you're going to flip the house in the next 12 to 18 months and you're just in it for the money mm. but um as far as trying to retain some of the architectural value of the house try to keep things mm. in sympathy as much as you can to the yeah. original architecture mm. but still making it work for you Mm. and your 21st century lifestyle. It's kind of interesting you say that because sometimes it can even be a bit cheaper to do it that way too, can't it? Can. it? it I can. know, it's it very can. ironic. It with, is, well, yeah. it's part of the marketing con mm. that the latest fashionable items mm. are the premium price ones mm. and the more classic, a little bit dowdy, mm. less fashionable items mm. are often better value. Mm. So, mm. you know, especially for people renovating on a budget, mm. I'd say consider... Mm. the more commonplace elements mm. um, and readily available yep. than the high-end 
Yeah, it the is really high end stuff. It is a lot cheaper to retain something and yeah. just restore it a little bit mm. than it is to demolish it mm. and mm. replace it mm. or demolish it and just leave it out because yep. you know when, the moment you pull something out, you have to then patch it up and yes. da 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 da. Yes, and pay for the cost of getting rid of it as well. Correct. Tip fees and so I'm forth. I'm sick of paying for skips. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> work, work with what mm. you've got rather than swimming against the current. Mm. Look work. at look at what you've got and yeah. swim with it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The other thing I tell my clients, apart from thinking about you being a custodian of a house, Hmm. is to think about the patina of the house Hmm. and how the patina of the house tells the story of the house and who's lived there a little bit. I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, I'm patina not quite is sure what marble. That means. Okay, so patina right. is like marble and how it changes over time. Mm. So um, I'm through. talking about patina. I'm yeah. talking about that. Um, don't try and make your home that's fifty or sixty years old as shiny and new as a new car that's rolled off a uh, production line. Think of it as um, laugh lines around somebody's eyes, mm. you know, who's my age. Mm. Um, it shows a little bit of the story, a little bit of the history. Mm. You don't want everything shiny and new because mm. the house does have a story. Mm. There have been other families that have lived there, mm. um, things like that. So, for instance, mm. if you go to England and look at some of the really old buildings there, some of the charm is seeing the worn down step. Hundreds of feet have gone over. Yeah. And worn it down a little bit. That's okay, I understand. Feature. I like mm. that. So you're, so you're not making it all shiny and new, mm. yes. like it's rolled off a production line floor. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, these homes were built by hand. Yes. Um, there are quirks. Rather than spend money trying to get rid of them, yeah. live with them. Like yeah. George Clooney. Let those greys come yes. through, George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. You look great with them. He's you don't got need great to... patina. Yeah, he, he does have great patina. Yeah. 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 Just like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I understand now. <laughs> so what would you like to see? Oh, well, we just covered that. What you'd like to, for people to see people do with their, their, their retro homes. Mm. What would you like to, What would you really like them to stop doing? Render. Yes. Render over brickwork is no more of that. Is the biggest crime. Walk really. away from that render. Okay. The <laughs> problem with render is that a lot of contemporary homes have got render, mm. but just because you render a home, it doesn't make it a contemporary home. No, right. It yeah. just is not a contemporary home. It's, You've it's, put render it's, on it. it that's all. Like, it still looks like a 1950s or 1960s home with render on it. Render on it. Render. The other thing is that a lot of new builds today have a polystyrene lightweight construction on their first floor, which yes. is covered in render. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that 10 or 15, 20 years down the track, these things are going to be damaged by hail or cricket balls or mm. whatever, and they're mm. going to start looking pretty sad. Yeah, pretty yeah. shabby. Mm. You don't want your brick house yes. to be look like it's built of something that's like polystyrene or something like yep. that. Yep, interesting, okay. interesting, um, interesting. So it's sort of like you... We're trying to imitate the inferior model. Exactly. <laughs> We're trying to imitate something inferior. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's failing. Mm. Celebrate the character of the house. Work with the colours that the brickwork is. Look at appropriate colours, mm. you know. Um, one of the fun things that a lot of mid-century houses had when they were built is coloured eaves. They oh. quite often had, you know, pastel yellows or pastel to green eaves. I kind Which, of want that now. That sounds cool. Yeah. It, they are really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if I'm looking at a house and there's been a, an external light fitting, it's on an eave that's been removed, often you can see a little circle of the original oh, colour. How cool right. is that? So the house yes. I, I live in, yeah. it's, it's a, a cream brick home. Yeah. And my little circular patch is a lovely teal aqua 
colour. Oh, no, that's nice colour. It is. Yeah. And it just goes so well with the brickwork. Yeah. So there was a lot of colour on these exteriors. Mm. Um, I didn't know that about no, Winston and everybody, design. Everybody yeah. just does white eaves now. Yeah, we do. Um, I didn't know it came in any other colour. Yeah, yeah, nice and uniform, everyone yeah, to stay yeah, in line. Yeah. 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 So um, probably renders the biggest crime. Um <laughs> Lots of other crimes. Um, I'm just trying to think. Windows. Yes. Bifold mm-hmm. doors. Uh-huh. Bifold doors. Bifold doors are like owning a convertible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they pop open, don't they? <laughs> they are wonderful things to have on a beautiful day yes. when the sun's shining, yep. right? Yep. You can drive around with the roof down. You can have your bifold doors open. Yes. But unfortunately, they're heavy. Um and the proportion is quite wrong with mid-century homes. Right. Mm. The reason is that mid-century homes often had a very horizontal, elongated feel to them, yeah. lineal in a horizontal direction. Mm. Bifold doors are exactly the They're opposite. Very They're vertical, very vertical, aren't they? That's a good point. So mm. they just look really wrong. Yes. And see, and even <laughs> if you're not well-versed in, mm. in design, you might not know why it, why it feels wrong, but you might look at, the doors mm. and just go, something doesn't feel yes. right. Mm. And, and because you don't have the technical knowledge, you don't know what it is, yes. but it's, it's mm. just a bit jarring, isn't it? So, you know, just like a convertible, a bifold mm. door looks wonderful in a, a photo mm. or um, for advertising or open day or something like mm. that. Mm. But often from day-to-day living, they're a bit cumbersome, difficult to fly screen, difficult for the kids to come in and out. Um, and originally, there would have probably been French doors or large sliding doors, um, and they break up your view as well because yeah. of all the vertical elements. Yeah, that's right. View, so. And we only get about three sunny days here in Melbourne anyway. Yes, I'm yes. exaggerating, <laughs> but, but you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a smaller mm. portion mm. of the year. So if you're so. considering having bifolds, think about if you had a convertible, how many days would you drive around with the roof down? Mm, that is a very, very, very good point. <laughs> It, mm. it is. Oh, I just want to loop back. There was something that you mentioned that um, I found really interesting, which was around the smaller the smaller homes yes. mm. because you do see a lot of larger homes mm. these days. Um, so a smaller home, I'm just I'm interested to know what you think design wise makes it really beautiful, and also mm. what how, how would you define a smaller home? Would it be something with Two bedrooms or a certain number of square meters? Or... I'd probably say two bedrooms in a single yeah. living area. So um, a lot of these homes were built before en-suites became standard. Mm. Right, So they yeah. generally have one bathroom. Quite often they'll have what I call a three-way bathroom mm. because these houses didn't have en-suites mm. and sometimes they had family with two or three kids. Um, they often had three little rooms adjacent to each other, mm. one being a toilet, one being a shower room, mm. and one being a bath and vanity. Mm. So it means that a number of people could use Do the bathrooms things. at the same yep. time. Mm. But since the en-suites become standard, those things no longer exist. Mm. And there's no need for them there uh, anymore when you've got an ensuite. Yes, I see. Because you've got that flexibility. Mm. Okay. Mm. The other thing you, meant, uh, you asked about... Mm. Crimes against mm. mid-century houses is painting stained timber. Oh, interesting. So quite often timber beams and rafters and ceilings would have had a clear stain or a dark brown, brown mm. stain. Oh, like your beautiful house that, that, you, yeah. that you can see the grain of the timber through the stain. Mm. Yes, okay. the good timber. The good timber. The good stuff that they've, you know, lovingly crafted. Yes. Not with the tools we've got now. No. Mm. So... 
as soon as you paint that timber, mm. it's almost impossible to get off. Oh, yeah. Right. And quite often the timber was a feature of the home. Yes. So you're taking it's away... Part of the pellet, yeah. Taking away the features of the home by mm. painting over stained timber. Mm. It's quite hard as well, like particularly like um, like the timber ceilings, quite often, you know, the colour pellet is sort of fed throughout and it might be in natural colours of the walls or the slate or whatever. And so if you go painting that ceiling white, it just looks wrong, doesn't mm. it? It's very clinical yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it does, yeah. it does, yeah, it does, harsh. it does. It was never meant yeah. to be white. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. no. And it's quite distracting as well, yes. actually, isn't it? So tell me about, because um, you're talking about small homes being like a little jewel box and large homes, you know, being another thing altogether. Tell me, living in both, why... Why would someone think I'm going to make this house just, you know, instead of making it 50 squares, I'll make it 35 or, well, you know, 30. squares are still a big house. I know, but we're on the peninsula here. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sprawling <Yeah>. properties. <laughs> so so if, if I was to encourage someone to, for instance, yeah, scale back their 50 square home to like a 30 square, why? Where's the benefit in that? Well, there's a lot of benefit as far as maintenance, <laughs> Less heating, cleaning. heating and cooling and yes. cleaning yep. and maintaining. Yep. Um, and uh, as our households are getting smaller, yes. you know, I think that some households may, may rattle around in a 50-square house. You might yes. not see the other person from one week to the next. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you lose the intimacy, don't you? Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah. You do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And so I think, you know, in, in a world where we're all, all on devices and phones and whatever, if you don't bump into each other by accident, then... <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. yeah. When are you going to see yeah. each other? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the cost of heating and cooling is, is going up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, there are issues and... I think anybody who wants to live in a 50-square home really needs to have the income to be able to support mm. the cost of heating and cooling those those huge spaces. Mm. Not to mention, you know, people to clean it for them as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I don't think most households could probably use that space adequately, probably close off a rumpus room or a bedroom yeah. mm. um, that they don't use most of the time. Mm. So why, why mm. have it? Yeah, I, I sort of find that people are also building in all this storage for store stuff they're never even going to use anyway. Yes. And they probably should have mm. edited it out of their life yep. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, of course, you're familiar with the new um, tiny home movement. Tiny oh, home movement, yes. We, yes. we went and visited some tiny homes it is oh, yes. yeah, a few months ago, which was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. And it's all about downsizing and decluttering. Living big. Yeah. Living yeah. big with less. Yes. Have you seen the RACV tiny home? that Peter Madison designed? Oh, no. no, but I've been meaning to visit it. It's it's a beautiful little piece. Yeah. Um, uh, it's in the city, I think, at the moment. It moves around. Yeah. So oh, it doesn't move around. Oh, okay. Mm, yep. Maybe what you could do is contact the RACV and get them to come down here. That's a fabulous idea. A, we should have, have a, like an open day yes. <laughs> of tiny homes. <laughs> oh, I, I really want to do that. Well, it's interesting because um, we actually visited a tiny home um, – it was a builder of a tiny home. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you, Joe and I could barely get into into the tiny home because there were so many people lining up to see this tiny home. They were mm-hmm. out on the street. Yes. Yeah. And we were like, hey, we're from radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please let us. <laughs> media. That, we're media because that was the only way we were going to get into this tiny home because everyone was looking at it. And it's also we found we're talking to people in the queue. There's also like um, – 
you know, there's a, a financial element to it as well. You know, mm. the cost of living is really quite high now, so mm-hmm. people are looking at alternative mm. ways of living. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things about a tiny home is that to make it work successfully, you've got to have a very disciplined design approach. Mm-mm-mm. Every detail needs to be considered and very carefully put together. And mm. it's the same with a small home. Mm. A large home, you don't need that discipline. Tell us where are some good um, sources if you want if you want to find references for your mid-century homes. You know, you're doing a mid-century renovation. Obviously, you've got a fantastic blog. I would recommend everyone go to um, the Secret Design Studio. You have a website um, and there's some really good blog, blog articles there. But is there any other really good places if I'm, you know, a renovator where I can find out more about mid-century homes and, the, you know, what – what there is to know about them. Okay. Good question. Mm. I think there are, I can think of three sources. Mm. I would encourage anybody with a mid-century or post-war home to go to their local council, mm. pay a fee. Mm. They have, most councils have got a, a search fee to go through their archives to find any original plans that they still haven't copied. And they will give you a copy of those wow. plans and mm. they will tell you, the plans will say who the architect or builder was. Yes. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Yep. Which is a wonderful starting point mm. because once you know who designed it or who built it, mm. you can then do searches for yes. other houses mm. that were done by the same people. Oh, what a clever idea. How yeah. smart. And you can, see, you can learn from how other people have yeah. treated that mm. home. Yes. And, yes. I mean, with realestate.com, there's so many um, – you can pretty much just Google the addresses and photos of that yeah. place and come yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And I really wish that anybody who is selling their home would do the same thing. Mm. So it makes it so much easier for an agent listing a property to say – you know, this has been designed by Robin Boyd and we've got a set of the plans here from council. Oh, fantastic. You know, it yeah. makes such a big difference. And when you're researching, yes. you can then very easily, um, with keywords, do searches through real estate listings for particular architects. Oh, of course, because there'd be people who want to buy that yes. particular yes. Yeah. architect, yeah. wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. 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 So, unfortunately, my, my basic hit rate's about 90%. Mm. So about 10% of the time, the plans have been lost in time or in floods or fires mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pay your money, mm. they look for it, no luck, mm. you've lost your money. You don't get and, a and when we're saying money, like is it how, how expensive? $100 roughly. Oh, really? For, for the sake of it, you yeah. really should, it's, shouldn't it you? It's not a council huge risk. Council. So yeah. the first thing I'd do is to encourage people to do that little mm. bit of research with council. Mm-hmm. So they've got a starting point mm. for further research. The second thing is that uh, I know an architectural historian called Simon Reeves, hmm. and he runs um, a company called Built Heritage, which specialises in architectural research. Wow. He has got a much better collection of magazines and resources that I do. Than I do. <laughs> do, you, do you swap magazines, do you? <laughs> uh, he doesn't need to because he's got everyone on basically. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, he has a fee, yes, um, which is about $400, yep. mm-hmm. where you can give him an address, yep. um, and he will do research through all his documents, yes. all his magazines, oh, wow. to see if that house was ever published. Wow, interesting. So when you think about it, mm. um, yeah. both Australian Home Beautiful and Australian House and Garden mm-hmm. have been doing a monthly magazine since the 1940s oh, who at least. Would, who would ever think of it that no. way? Yeah. And, and all this stuff is in his database. It's an archive. In his database. Yeah. Um, so it's very, very good mm. to you know pay that fee. Don't 
you, you know, there are yeah. so many volumes that you can't possibly do it yourself. No. He's done yeah. it all. Pay the money. Got it all catalogued. Give you a copy of it uh, and any information about he can find that relates to that. So that's a really good resource as well. What a great Um, Christmas present, really. Yeah. Yeah. So Simon Reeves of Built Heritage. Simon Reeves, yeah. um, Yeah. Is probably a second bit of call. Build a Heritage. An online resource, which is free, Mm. um, is my friend Stephen Coverdale. He has got a Facebook site. Facebook group, I know. It's great. And uh, his Facebook group. Yes. Um, has He's very meticulous, so he does a post about a particular house and yes. architect. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it can be all keyword searched as well. Yes. Ah. So his Facebook group is called Mid-Century Domestic Architecture. Yes. Now, okay. so, and it's, it's, he sometimes abbreviates it, was it like M-A? M-C-D-A. Yeah, M-C-D-A. Yeah. Stephen's website is very good mm. if you know the architect mm. of your home mm. because mm. you can just type in his name mm. and it will come up with other houses that right. that architect has designed, mm. so you can do a bit of comparison there. Mm. Okay. Interesting, and you can see how other people have renovated, what's yes. been successful, yep. Yep. what hasn't. Yeah, yep. yeah. And the other resource is me. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. And <laughs> you Dr. have, Retro. yeah, absolutely, Doctor Retro. Um, you've got a blog. A blog. Maybe and... a podcast soon. But my Doctor Retro house call service is basically a two-hour in-home consultation, mm-hmm. and I can tell a lot about a house by visiting. Right. Mm. I can tell you a little bit of the history just by looking at it. Mm. Tell you what you know when things were built. When was the kitchen built? Is it original? Where extensions have been done? Mm. Um, a bit about the architecture of the home mm-hmm. um, and some pointers as far as guiding you as far as future renovations go. Mm, very interesting. So check out check out the Secret Design Studio just because um, their their approach to well Alistair's approach to um, renovating these mid-century houses is really quite interesting, yes. quite playful, quite colourful, quite yes. interesting um, and, yeah, just a really interesting take on it. So I definitely would recommend you check out all those resources. We have a signature question mm. uh, that we ask all of our guests and it is what does the term dream home mean to you? I'll tell you my dream home. <laughs> yes, go on. Okay. My favourite part of the Mornington Peninsula is Sorrento. Oh, yes. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. I just love Sorrento. <laughs> it's like the so Amalfi much. Coast. It's yes, amazing. <laughs> so my dream home would have to be in Sorrento. Yes. I actually really like the back beach. Oh, yes. First of all, need a large parcel of land with wonderful yes. views of the back beach. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then I would transport brick by brick the house in Box Hill, which is currently being demolished. Oh, yes. <laughs> by, okay. by, by Chancellor Patrick. And this house was actually David Chancellor's house, yep. um, which, has ha- which has had a really interesting history. Yep. Um, a lot of architects who specialise in residential design like to show off their skills by building spectacular houses that they could entertain and have cocktail parties yes. and things like that. Yes. So David Chancellor's house was like that. It's for entertaining. A spectacular home. Sounds great. I hope yes. you can do a blog. So yeah. anyway, it burnt down. Oh, okay. There was a fire mm. in the 19, early 1970s mm. and it was very badly damaged. Mm. He restored the house. Oh. So a lot of the house has got huge, huge beams. Mm. Mm. Um which uh, were charred on the outside. Mm. You remember I was talking wow. about patina? Yes. Mm. These beams were cleaned up, but you can still see that there was a fire. Interesting. Wow. He rebuilt the house 
and it survived until this week. Wow. So um, I need my block of land in Sorrento and a whole lot of trucks and people yes. with bits of chalk numbering bricks yes. to move the house which is being demolished now from Box Hill. Oh, dear. And, uh, we better move fast. <laughs> yeah. in Sorrento. We're going to do a protest. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to find him a block <laughs> now. <laughs> Stat. Um, yeah. The house is, is beautiful um, in that it has so many mid-century features mm. and I actually went through it uh, when it was for sale, um, I also do pre-purchase inspections. Oh, very interesting idea. So if somebody yes. is thinking about buying yes. a mid-century well, I home. I like that. Yes, I right, do like that. But would like to know the pros and cons. Mm. Yes. Um, I, I went through this house um, and did a pre-purchase inspection on, on the house when it was on the market about 12 months ago. <laughs> then why mm-hmm. did I buy it? <laughs> well, I'm on, I'm on the market to buy expensive real estate yeah. block sale. It was on a very big block. Yeah. And um, uh, the client was in Sydney looking to move to Melbourne. Mm. Um, and uh, I arranged with the agent and I was there probably two hours. And I went through it very carefully. Mm. Um, <laughs> the home was a little bit run down and mm. needed a bit of work mm. and the client in Sydney really wanted something that was more renovated. Oh dear. Ready to uh, move in so, and So enjoy. I had to yeah. report the work that needed to be done mm-hmm. yeah. um, and that decided not to proceed with it. Oh dear. Uh, so the developers got it. Anyway, <laughs> so I know the house pretty well um, <laughs> and uh, I think it would be wonderful in uh, on a cliff in, in Sorrento yes. overlooking the back beach. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so, so that's, that's, my, that's my dream, dream house. Home. Yeah. I love your dream amazing. home. And it's got Patina with the burnt... Beams yes. and, the, and oh. the timber columns, and it's got a history yes. and a new life in Sorrento. Oh, that's beautiful! Oh, and they got good on a new life in Sorrento. No, they've got apparently the the world's best vanilla slices there. Oh, that's what the do. vanilla slice there's shop a few, says. There's a few cafes that claim that. Yeah. But, so you will try. Do you have to try all of them to figure you out do. which one? You yeah, do. You have yeah. to. You have to try them all. <laughs> now we've we've briefly mentioned this, but I want to make sure that everyone knows where they can find you mm. and follow you and how they can get in contact. I'm a social media tart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in good company here, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, probably best way to find me is either do a search for Secret Design Studio mm-hmm. or Dr. Retro House Calls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dr. Retro. Dr. Retro. So um, I've got my website, mm-hmm. which you mentioned before, yep. which is just secretdesignstudio.com. Uh, I've also got Instagram. Instagram. Which a lot of people are, are enjoying from right around the world. Mm. So that's that's great to have that. Mm. Um, and uh, that is just secret underscore design underscore studio. Secret underscore design underscore, underscore studio. studio. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook as yes. Secret Design Studio. Yep. Okay. Uh, I also do a lot of work on the House platform. Are you familiar with House? H-O-U-Z-Z? Yeah, I am House. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy that. That's helping people. Uh, there's a a forum there called Design Dilemma. Okay. So people can just write in to the House forum and saying I'm having, having problems with this or how do I do this. Oh, wow. I do that in my group a bit, but that sounds interesting, yeah. And, uh, yeah, a little bit like your, yeah, your group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, generally they put in a photo or a plan and things like that. Um, and if it's anything that's to do with mid-century modern architecture or post-war mm. architecture or old houses, mm. um, 
I and I find it, I, I'll generally respond. You can't help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So uh, uh, any simple questions, I try to do that. I'm trying to steer people nicely in the right direction. Yes. yes. Um, if they're going to do something disastrous. So in, yes. cap, in caps lock says, no, render. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, if somebody's thinking about rendering their house, I'll try and find a photo of a similar house that hasn't been rendered, that has been renovated. Yeah. And often it's a case of looking at the external colour scheme for the windows and the faces and gutters and yes. landscaping, which will lift a house and still keep the brick And saying, see, it can look beautiful. Oh, Joe, hashtag save the brick. Save the brick. But you know, certainly a lot of houses, if the money you spend on render you put into landscaping, yeah. yes. make a huge difference. Yes. I hear you. Huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I'm also on Pinterest as well. Oh, okay. Yes. You're on every so, platform. Yeah. Secret, oh, design, secret a, design on Pinterest. Love me so, a bit of Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yes. So the Pinterest is actually quite a good resource. Is because it? Because I've set up a lot of boards for different subjects. Oh, yes. So, for instance, I've got a board which is just dedicated to original mid-century kitchens. Ah, interesting. And another board for people that have renovated in a mid-century style for their kitchens. Oh, interesting. So That's looking, a great reference. That saves hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same with the bathrooms as well. Yeah. Um, and I've got about 7,000 people following me on Pinterest at the moment, so it's, oh. it's quite popular. It sounds, sounds is it fantastic. Secret Design Studio on, uh, or is no, it Dr. Pinterest, Retro? On Pinterest, it's just Secret Design. Secret, secret Design. design. Yeah. Okay. Cool bananas. Yeah. It's not such a secret anymore. No, not no. so secret <laughs> um, The other thing I have is um, I've got a newsletter. Oh, okay. And it's a free newsletter, which yes. is emailed out. It's an irregular newsletter, so it's when I'm not too busy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's a summary of what I do on my blog. Yes. Uh, and it goes out every – supposed to be every month, but sometimes it's six weeks or eight weeks between okay. newsletters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just a matter of filling in a, in a form on my website to – added to the mailing list. I need to sign up to that. That was yes. really very, a lot of really interesting information. I have thoroughly, this was worth waiting for. It was, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Alastair. This Thank has been a great one. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we will have the finance segment and the property geek out with Tara. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on RPPFM. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, everyone. It's time for a very important part of the night. It is the finance segment. Are you there, Carl? Tara, hi. How are we? Oh, very, very good. Good to have you again. Hello. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So, Carl, we're here to talk to you about, well, what we're going to pick your brain on tonight is um, refinancing. Yeah, but in particular, it's, we want to ask you about fees because I think mm. when people think about refinancing, it's often about, well, how much money can I save? Mm. And okay. and you can save a lot of money when you're refinancing your mortgage, your home loan, but we do need to be aware of those fees. So what, what are some of the fees that are involved? Mm. Okay, uh, great question. Um, oh, thank you. So <laughs> fees are... There's usually the lender fees, and, and I'll concentrate um, more along those lines. Mm. When you leave a, your um, existing bank, um, they generally charge you a discharge fee, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's approximately between like two hundred to four hundred dollars. You know, depending on which bank you're with, mm-hmm. um, that's generally what they charge you for leaving them, um, and then the incoming bank 
might charge you a uh, a settlement fee or an application fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and depending on the type of home loan uh, that you're applying for, they might charge you uh, an annual fee on top of that application and settlement fee. All mm-hmm. right? Um, and so uh, those are the lender uh, fees. And then there's a government fee. There's two small government fees. Um, it's... Um, basically registering your title um, change from the outgoing bank into the new coming bank, Mm -hmm. and that's generally around about $250. So all up, in summary, um, you'd be looking at a fee of between $1,000 to $1,200 to change banks. So in, in contrast to what you can, um, you know, save by getting a better yep. interest rate or a better yep. deal, the yep. 1000 to 2000 really doesn't add up to very much, does it? No, it doesn't. So usually in your first year, you'd be probably be looking to save, say, 50% mm. of what you'd be looking at saving. So, you know, when, when a customer's, um, usually trying to refinance, um, they do. They are looking to save approximately, say, two hundred dollars a month. Okay, mm. when you amortise that across the years, um, what's that? You'll be looking at twenty four hundred. Um, wow! And so you've got fees for doing the refinance. Now the mm. fees is there's no um, out of pocket expenses because the fees are just added to the to the loan amount. Yeah, the term of the loan. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. in your first year, you know, instead of saving $2,400, you would be saving 1200 anyway. Yeah. Um, because of, you know, you minus the fees. So, oh, so I realise So you that. feel the effect almost straight away. So if you're finding it a bit of a pinch month to month sort of thing, it's... it's yeah, correct. Straight correct. away, or, you'd be getting extra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and people refinance because they want to consolidate some other debts potentially, mm. you know, they've got a car loan that they want to put in there, mm. they've got a personal loan that they want to put in there, they may have a business loan that they want to put in there. Mm. So it really depends on uh, the personal circumstances as to why they're refinancing. Mm. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. So, so, yeah. Mm. So if we want to read more about this, you have an, um, a blog article on it on your yeah. website. We do. So oh, no, you, you actually know, have, uh, was it a form? A refinancing guide. A refinancing guide. guide. That's it's, right. Yeah, yeah that lives in our, um, in our website. So mm-hmm. if um, um, people want to visit, you know, uh, violetafinance.com.au, mm-hmm. um, they'll find our refinancing guide in there. It's, it's you know, full of information right. and sort of some general advice in relation to refinancing. But, you know, like I mentioned, that everyone's um, circumstances are different. Mm-hmm. So if they are thinking about refinancing, it's best to talk to um, to myself mm-hmm. um, and just get some, um, some advice around what can be done and what can't be done. Fabulous. So how do we get hold of you, Carl? Uh, look, calling me is the best form, 0424-849-034. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can find us on our social media um, in Facebook and also in Instagram. Yep. Um, letter Finance. Yeah. Fantastic. All yeah. right. Thank you very much, Carl. Thanks. No worries. Have Thanks. a great show, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll chat to you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, and now we are going to head into the Property Geek Out with 
Tara. Oh, okay. We are. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on the hop there. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love the geek out. I'll do that anytime. And actually, I'm inspired a little bit by Alastair's blog. Um, I read up about staging your mid-century home for sale, which was quite interesting. Alastair has a very oh, okay. interesting blog um, on the deck doc, um, on the Secret Design Studio website, um, and. Yeah, so it's the question of if you've got a mid-century home or like a retro home, mm. particular grandma's house, do you just leave all grandma's furniture in there when you go to sell it or yeah. do you bring in the snazzy, snazzy styled stuff? What do you do? My personal take on it is a mixture of both. Right. I think I think you can definitely leave in some key pieces that have a lot of character mm. and tell the story of mm-hmm. the architecture. I think that's so very important. Um, having said that, um, I think it's also nice to have a little bit of freshness mixed in there, especially if the house hasn't been updated in any way. Yeah. It's nice to have a bit of freshness just so, a, you know, um, a modern family can sort of see how they'd live in that space. Yes. Yeah, yeah. because remember that they're going to have that sort of furniture as well. You mm. know, they're going to have, you know, just some of them will have standard furniture. So yes. that so you're sort of trying to paint a picture of how you can live in the house. Yeah, so you're sort of broadening your audience a little bit with no cream white paint or render, <laughs> but you're just putting a little bit of an extra layer of, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a little bit of some standard stuff and you can have a few really cool key pieces, um, but it doesn't have to be all retro. I think one of the things that, because um, I see a lot of houses that, um, you know, deceased estates and whatnot. Yes. And I think the real issue with those is they have such a strong smell of dust, you know. They yes. have that smell. So um, in those sort of instances, it's really important if you can afford to change the carpet, that's great, but maybe you can't, maybe at least get it washed. <laughs> and, you know, this, the old furniture will add to that smell of the dust as well. Yes. So yeah. you might want to take some of it out. Um, if it's, you know, especially for loft, if, it, if it's tatty, like some of it's really, you know, if, if you've got pieces that are in great nick mm-hmm. and they look fabulous, then that's one thing. But, um, yeah, if it's all starting to look a little bit like a museum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to keep some of the character, but you want to also illustrate to people how they can still live their normal lives in this yes. sort of cool architecture. So they can picture themselves there. Yeah. yeah which absolutely. is really important when you're selling, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You want to sort of broaden your demographic a little bit. Mm. Hmm. Not maybe exactly what Alastair said, but it's, some, it's my take on it. Yeah, which mm. which which is which is great. And look, you have a real love for mid-century Absolutely. design. Mm. Uh, you've also got a really good head for understanding what buyers want Absolutely. as well. I mean, you yes, recently sold your them. your own mid-century beauty that you just gorgeously yep. renovated. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and you've got a lot of pe- lot of friends who are into that sort of <laughs> stuff as well. So where can people chat to you and oh. and, and your few thousand? friends okay so a few thousand renovator friends <laughs> if you get on um building dreams so on facebook search building dreams mornington peninsula um i also have a website now called um building dreams group.com yes um and also in on instagram um building dreams group so one two three places you can find me um so the facebook 
community, and it, mm. it's definitely a community. It is. You know, yeah. there's three thousand um, two hundred people, and they add their own comments and ideas. Mm. Um, and we all just sort of muck in together and help each other renovate our houses and build our dream homes yeah Yeah. I've got some friends who are looking at selling at the moment Mm. and they're on there like on the daily going what do you think about this tile what do you think about that plant it's a great resource it is and there's no no such thing as a stupid question like there really isn't so you know in that group there's just a lot of mum and dad renovators Mm. um you know mum and dad's building their homes great and then there's 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 proper architects like Alistair on there, yeah. <laughs> and there's 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 um, builders on there too. Mm. There's plumbers, there's electricians. So you know when you're having that panic attack at ten o'clock at night, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you put that question up, there's a good chance that you know an electrician will answer it for you. Yes. So yeah, whatever it is, that person is in that community, and we've just had a really love. Uh, a really like nice sort of sharing sort of attitudes so yeah yeah so look us up building dreams um Mornington Peninsula on the internet or Facebook on the Facebook yeah yeah. Which is basically the internet now, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Really, it pretty much is. It's becoming, it's becoming similar to WeChat. It's mm, going to be massive. It is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for tuning in and and listening to us. And mm. thank you to our wonderful guest, Alistair. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to Carl for dialing in. Mm. Tara for the property geek out. Yes very fun show we hope you can join us again next week but we do want to give a shout out Mm -hmm. to some of our very special listeners (laughs) where are these guys now Mod, I, oh, I hope I say it correctly. Yes. So, Modbury, 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 Modbury M O D B U R Y in South Australia. Oh, Modbury in South Australia. They okay. are our top listening suburb or town for this week. Oh, wow. So, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening in. And if you're visiting Victoria, hmm. come by and say hi. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also want to give an honourable mention. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going all out tonight. <laughs> We've got two new entries in the top 10 for top listening suburbs this week. Okay. And it's Lilyfield in New South Wales. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. <laughs> land oh my gosh stop joe and safety beach oh well safety beach i can imagine because yeah. we're talking very much mornington peninsula yeah here. yep so come on safety beach why did it take you so long <laughs> don't be so safe <laughs> don't be so safe so thank you so much for tu- tuning in we love chatting with you every week we hope that your dream home projects are going well and you can find us on facebook and instagram under dream home movement as well We'll catch you next Mm. week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Wishing you all the best in your projects this week. We would love to chat and hear what you're up to, so please say hi on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to hanging out with you next week. Catch you soon.